Wednesday, January 18th. We're reading from the Stephen Mitchell Tao Te Ching, and we're on chapter 3. If you overesteem great men, people become powerless. If you overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. The master leads by emptying people's minds and filling their cores, by weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve. He helps people lose everything they know, everything they desire, and creates confusion in those who think that they know. Practice not doing, and everything will fall into place. Okay, find a comfortable position. If you're sitting, sit upright. Think of that string pulling on the crown of your head to let your spine fall into place underneath your head. Rest your hands on your lap or knees or wherever feels most comfortable for you. We'll sit and then we'll discuss the passage. How do you want things to be right now? Is it different from how they are? Is the way that you want things different from the way that things are? What is that creating in you? Can you accept how things are for you right now? As you focus on your breathing,
if there's pain, where is it? What does it feel like? If there is pain, is there something else besides the pain? And if you're thinking now, can you let go of that and return to a deep belly breath? There are distractions here in my world. Maybe there are distractions in yours as well. Just let them be. Let them pass by like the breeze. and return to your center. Are you happy right now? Do 
What's the sensation of that? Can you let go of the label and just breathe into it? Tongue on the roof of your mouth. Breathing into the belly.
Thank you for sitting with me. If you overesteem great men, people become powerless. If you overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. When I read this, the you in this case, it's kind of like a cultural you. When, when Latsu originally wrote this, he directed it toward the master. And this first verse of this three-verse chapter appears to me to be talking about if you as a culture overesteem great men, people become powerless. If you as a culture overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. Or if you as a leader who have the power to define aspects of the culture, but it applies to us individually as well. How do we live our lives? Do we overesteem great men and thus in the process give away our power? Look how much focus there has been on the recent presidential election in the United States, if that's where you are. And frankly, you could be anywhere in the world and probably still be hearing plenty about it. How much of your attention should really be focused on that? Do you relinquish your power when you focus your attention on that? You may say no. You say, no, this affects me. I have to know about this. I have to go online and argue with other people about who's the better president. Hmm. If you overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. Yeah, look around you, huh? Fuck. We live in a culture defined by possessions. In which we define ourselves by our possessions. How much are your possessions defining you? How much do you define yourself by them? Is that the real you? Or is the real you something that isn't related to your possessions at all? And, you know, my question's rhetorical, but I think it's still a valid one. The master leads by emptying people's minds and filling their cores, by weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve. He helps people lose everything they know, everything they desire, and creates confusion in those who think that they know. Um, okay. So now we're talking about leadership and what it looks like in 
Lao Tzu's opinion what the master's leadership looks like. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you, are you in an office today or at your work? Or are you about to go to it if, if you're not already there? So if so, I, I'm going to ask you to look around at the examples of leadership that you see in your workplace. Are they following that wisdom, that old wisdom there? Are you following that old wisdom? So let's be clear, though, about all this. It's not as if you should follow this wisdom because I tell you to, or because anybody tells you to, or um, you decide that you think it through and you think, yeah, I need to do that. I'm going to make a resolution to start following that wisdom. We're talking about something different here. We're talking about being able to look into your heart or your belly or connect with your intuition, however you want to describe it, and, and recognize that that wisdom applies to you. Recognize that it really is your truth. Recognize that you can't know yourself and what your real truth is unless you follow something like this wisdom. Ambition Ambition is really just what you're planning for yourself. It's thought. It's judgment, scheming. It's your plan to get a reward or to be a better person at some point in the future. But you're already that better person right now. You just don't realize it. It's available to you now. Hmm? So if you're going to do it, do it because your intuition told you to. And not the judgments and the schemes. If you can really listen to your heart or your belly, and if you can let your actions arise from deep within you, that's the essence of this third part, which says practice not doing and everything will fall into place. Not doing is the doing that arises from your intuition when you're not scheming.
This is all about freedom, isn't it? It's about freedom and about being who we really are. May you find some of that freedom in your day to day. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.